Welcome to the Behind the Connections podcast, the podcast that covers all things internet and technology related, the good, the bad, the complexities, and the realities. We talk about it all right here on Behind the Connection. I'm Tyler Rasmussen, and I'm your host. Today, uh, we want to talk about what the entire world's talking about, the coronavirus pandemic that's affecting all of us. Um, it is March 20th, Friday morning. We're here in the V6 Media Studio. It's been one week since uh, President Trump declared a national state of emergency. Um, on that same day, we had Governor Gary Herbert announce a two-week soft closure on all of Utah schools to mitigate the spread of the virus. And um, so with that in mind, we've invited a couple of good friends and educational partners to the studio this morning. We've got both of our district superintendents. Um, We've got Dave Brotherson from Duchesne, Duchesne School District and and Rick Woodford from UNS School District. We appreciate you guys being here with us. You bet. Thank glad, you. Glad to be here, Tyler. I'm sure it's been a crazy week. It, it has. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of new things this week. Yeah, unprecedented, right? Um, yeah, so we really appreciate you guys taking the time to be here with us. And and actually, you both look pretty spry. <laughs> I expected you two to look, look a little more tired than you looked this morning, but you're doing great. Let's take just a moment and maybe hear from you guys by way of introduction. I know, Rick, you're brand new on the job. We'd love to hear a little bit more about you. And and uh, Dave, we know you well. You've been in your current role as superintendent for many years, but some may not know you. So so maybe let's start with you, Rick. Give us a brief introduction. Great. Yeah. Well, so um, I've only been here for probably four or five weeks. I, you know, my, my first month on the job, I was, I was in a transition plan between level and here. And, and so really for just the last week, I've been here full time and uh, I'm still trying to get to, to learn and, and know how, how the gears turn and, and how things work here in UNS schools. Uh, just a little bit about me. I've, I've, uh, got seven kids and, uh, my wife, Jennifer and I, we've been married, uh, for 28 years and you uh, hesitated there. Be yeah, careful. <laughs> I know I'm thinking what, maybe it's been 29, <laughs> but uh, she, she's going to give you an elbow jab she, for that she, one. When she, she listens will, to this later. <laughs> she will, but, uh, no, we're, we're happy to, to be here. Uh, I've been in Wyoming for the past 20 years. Uh, prior to that, I, I was a teacher and a football coach at Logan high school. I uh, did my undergraduate studies at Utah state university, got my master's degree there and and then switched over to University of Wyoming and and uh, worked in and then received my doctorate through University of Wyoming. So for our family, it's always fun when uh, the Aggies and the Cowboys play. So oh, I'll bet, yeah, uh, that's, that's always that's, a good game. That's and that's a fun event for us. So anyway, I'm, uh, we're happy to be here. I've, I only have three kids at home right now, and uh, they're they're here. And they, uh, two of my daughters attended for about a week and a half. Then I had another daughter come, and she uh, she attended for just a couple of days before we had to close school. So hmm. uh, that's quite an adjustment coming to a new community and and trying to get involved, and then all of a sudden, oh, school's out. So <laughs> absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah. So crazy. That's, that's a little bit about about me. So you're older. You've got four out of the home already. You said we do scattered. Yeah. I assume throughout the state and the uh, country. Yeah, all over the place. I've, I've my oldest is uh, uh, in law school at uh, Arizona State University. Um, and I've got another daughter that's going to be going to the University of Utah uh, to law school there uh, next fall. Another daughter in Rexburg, Idaho, and a, a son in, in Texas. So I've got them all over the place. Yeah. 
be interesting to delve into each one of those too and hear how they're being impacted. But maybe for today, we'll focus on the local impacts. I'm sure that they're talking with you and their mom often. All right, Mr. Brotherson, I can, I can read, I can talk to you as Mr. Brotherson because I went to school under your yeah. rule. Is that the right <laughs> rule? <laughs> no, please. Quick hope introduction, not. sir. Hope not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Brotherson, uh, Duchesne School District. You know, as Rick talks about, is uh, only being here a short time. You know, as you go through an event like this, uh, a lot of things are new for all of us. Uh, one of the things that's really been nice is I've thought about Rick and UNS School District is the comfort level for me has been uh, not very high, but uh, I do have connections that are outside that uh, relationships that you've made over the years that you're able to contact people and see what's going on in other areas and uh, what they're doing. Um, you know, last Friday, that, that 2 o'clock was when we found out and found out that we would be providing lunches and, and those type of services Monday morning and so to mobilize all of our people and to make that possible. I mean, we were getting calls from Basin Wholesale on canceling meals and canceling milk and canceling, you know, how are we going to, you know, 5,000 students, you know, mm-hmm. do you want to cancel your milk order for next Monday and, and those type of things. And so all uh, of that taking place over the weekend too, over right? the weekend. Yep. Yeah. And Monday morning at four o'clock, um, we had our staff, um, at our different schools preparing lunches to go out on the bus routes. And it's just been uh, awesome to see them come together and the relationships that's been built. Sometimes we get in our silos and you have district administration, school administration, mm-hmm. and they don't work too much with maybe bus drivers or, or aides or those uh, different areas. And to see them all come together and to uh, – put sacks together for lunches and to be able to provide this type of environment for teachers to produce curriculum. Uh, There's a lot of different things that have been happening. I really feel like that as we come out of this, that there's going to be a lot of growth. Mm -hmm. Just our admin meetings have been taking place over uh, Zoom and, and Google Meet. And we've been able to each day touch base with every administrator, you know, for 10 or 15 minutes just on the new things that are coming down. And uh, it's uh, there's a lot of things that will help us to be better after this is over. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, there's been a lot of positive things happen already in terms of growth and and learning, but uh, we're still in the middle of it, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Maybe talk a little bit about the discussion and the decision-making process on Friday, the stuff that maybe happened behind the scenes that the general public didn't get to experience or hear. Maybe talk about that briefly for a minute, Rick. Sure. <clears throat> so... You know, we, we've had a lot of new information come. I mean, we, we would make decisions initially, and within 24 hours, they'd be obsolete. Mm-hmm. I remember sending uh, communications home, I think, last Friday with students, and, and by the time they were on their way home, we, we had more information and were taking a completely different position. So initially, we really thought that we were going to be able to provide instruction for kids, you know, that really needed it on site uh, by invitation and and. Uh, then we we received more information from the Department of Health through Tri County and and uh, you know clear from President Trump and and then we had to adjust and uh, we came to the conclusion at one point that well we're not going to provide instruction on site uh, it's just you know it's too risky uh, and and the thing is 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 if if you get you know if you get your staff contaminated 
they're going to turn around and contaminate students as well. So it wasn't good for our student body or for our staff to, to take those, those risks. So anyway, um, we, we've had a very collaborative process and I will tell you, it's, it's amazing to see how people rise up and, uh, and come together with, with teamwork during a crisis. I've seen amazing things happen, uh, from, from our directors to our principals, our food services staff, uh, maintenance all all throughout and and really more recently the teachers i mean if you if you look and you see what our teachers are expected to do at this point we would have never dreamed this three months ago or two months ago Mm -hmm. uh, but they're you know to to develop you know their courses online and to provide a home-based instructional program really with two days of preparation that's unprecedented and so i just have to really uh, i guess give kudos to our, our our teachers uh, of course, our principals who who have been leading the charge at each building. Uh, and then one of the most remarkable things has been our food services staff because they've really had to adjust. We, we, we fed um, over a thousand children, 18 and under, at uh, uh, I think it was Ashley Elementary School yesterday. Hmm. And they they didn't even prepare for near that that number. I think they prepared for 800 tops, and they had to adjust, and they came together, and they figured out how to get it done. Hmm. So uh, th- those are amazing stories, and and again, I'm just proud to be a part of of a staff that has uh, really come together on this. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe we maybe we should just simply state. I, I assume everybody knows, but we shouldn't assume. So. Um, Students are have been sent home. Soft closure. We know that. Um, are there variations with your staff and faculty? Are some of them being asked to stay home as well, or are they all at the school premise? I mean, maybe we can start with Duchesne County and then go to Uinta County. Just give us a a brief high level overview of exactly what the current circumstances are, in case some have misunderstood. How are, are is all of the schoolwork being delivered online? Some of it packet based. Yeah, maybe give us a brief overview. Maybe it varies school by school too. I'm not sure. You know that has changed as we've uh, come through this process as well. Monday, all of our teachers were at school and they were preparing uh, for school on Wednesday. Uh, uh, curriculum for kids on Wednesday and Tuesday, um, we got a new directive that they didn't want us in uh, groups larger than 10. And so then we talked to our faculties about doing shift work, uh, some being in the building at one time, some working from home, uh, those type of things. And so there hasn't been a lot of uh, uh, interaction as you go into our buildings. They look empty, but uh, there's about a third of our staff there. Um, Our critical mass is there all the time. There is a secretary and administration there. Uh, but there are some teachers that are in the high-risk area that are working from home. Um, as we prepare our material and, and send it out, um, I have three grandkids that are in the system. Uh, kindergartner, she's receiving packets and being able to, you know, do those type of things. Uh, misses the interaction with her teacher. You know, as you're five days into this thing, she's missing her teacher, Mrs. Arco. And uh, then as you get up to my fourth grader, uh, he has it in three different areas. He, I took him in uh, Wednesday to get a packet, and then he has a Canvas account, so there's material on Canvas. And then yesterday he was doing Zoom meetings with his teacher and able to see her, which helps motivate him and motivate her as well. The interaction between the student and the teacher 
is what creates that motivation to work hard both ways. You know, as a teacher's preparing material for a student and she can't see him or, or doesn't have the interaction to know if he is understanding, you know, how do you keep producing the material and what level do you keep producing it at? And so they're producing, they're doing those uh, Zoom meetings and uh, getting that interaction with kids, communicating, communicating to them that way. Um, my, uh, I have a sixth grader as well. And when you get into the secondary setting, you've got 10 teachers that are communicating back and forth with kids. And yesterday he had a math lesson at 10 o'clock, um, that was interactive, that he was able to talk back and forth to his teacher through a Google meet format. And so all of our teachers are using different areas. There was a Facebook uh, podcast last night where they taught them how to get on Canvas, how to put their uh, information in, what their password was, what their username. Our teachers are amazing, and they're not afraid. You know, some of us are a little older and are just started in the technology age, but as our teachers are coming into that, they're, they're young, they're vibrant, they're using all different means to present material to kids, to students, and I think that they're progressing. As I watch my own grandkids, I feel like they're motivated and that they're working hard. My only concern is that we're not reaching someone. So as I have talked to our counselors, I wanted them to touch base with every student and make sure that they were receiving the information that they need and had the technology, had the, the facility to be able to uh, participate. If they don't have a, a Chromebook or something like that or don't have access to the Internet, and that's one thing that Strata's... Uh, help provide and you know one of the questions that I was asked is if you know we have a, a person that doesn't have a great relationship with strata you know uh, would they still be able to take advantage of this service for their student and you've answered that this morning and said that they would be mm -hmm. that you would take care of those other things later so yeah by way of great relationship you're referring to maybe some, they have some some late payment history or they've been sent to collections or, yeah 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 absolutely we're i think from strata's perspective we're doing everything we can to make sure that we don't have anybody that's at risk you know based on a lack of connectivity and uh and and we announced friday afternoon in response to what we were hearing that we would for those of you who are not aware very very important information that uh, we would be providing free internet to any new customers that had a student in their home, or, or now we've expanded that to include educational staff and faculty if they're a new customer until June 15th. You know, so Strata's efforts here, we just, we wanna make sure nobody goes without connectivity. We, we understand how critical it is. Um, there are some locations that, because of where we live, right, that you, you still can't get a, a, a good, reliable internet connection to those locations, and so we've also provide, provided several community Wi-Fi hotspot locations and those are available on our on our website if you want to look at those but yeah I think from Stratus perspective we're doing what we can to support and uh, our folks have been inundated as well it's uh, it's been a tremendous week we've seen volumes as high as 300 percent of normal and uh, so we're shifting workforce around to try to accommodate that's, those demands and, and our teams are just doing some amazing things couldn't be more proud of them that's what we're finding as well. When you're doing a Google Meet and everyone is <clears throat> broadcasting video, your pipeline is narrowing. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we're just doing voice rather than shipping the video. Yep. 
and but they do have the capability of doing the video and i would like to thank you for what you've done for our teachers as well as some of them are, are working from home you've elevated um, their con connectivity and and their speed mm -hmm. and they've been able to do the video from home and so we're in a unique area i don't think that everyone has uh, the services that we have that Stratus provided for our area for the basin. Yeah, well, yeah, Tyler, uh, yeah, go ahead. So, I, yeah, I'd like to thank Strata. You know, early in this process, it was one of the first conversations we had is how are we going to get um, all of our students connected? How are we going to, you know, ensure that they have internet? And, you know, we even talked about how, you know, the school district would probably have to step up and fund and, and, and help with that, which that was our initial plan. And so when Strata came out and, and let everybody know that it was going to be free, you know, for those that don't have service, that took a huge burden off of the school district. And, and uh, I, so I, I just want you to know, we appreciate that. I, I think it, uh, it goes, it's going to go a long ways in, in helping our students and their families and also our teachers. So thank well, you. Well, we appreciate that comment. And we, we understand and fully recognize that sacrifices are me being made everywhere. I mean, uh, and they're going to continue to be made. Um, if this is something that we can do um, to, to help those that need it the most, we're happy to do it. Um, so, yeah. Um, so at this point, I think there's been a lot of communication. You know, I guess from my perspective, I have four students in Duchesne School District, ranging from a fifth grader up into a, a junior in high school. Lots of communications on apps, you know, PowerSchool and automated phone calls and text messages and emails. Um, I'm sure you're doing a great job of getting messaging out to the public. Are there some common questions that you're still getting at this point that you're having a hard time answering? It, how can how can we use this format to get um, answers to some of those questions out to the general public? Well, Tyler, one of the the questions that's come up most recently, and we've seen we've seen it come through Facebook, is uh, parents you know are, are a little concerned about the amount of work that some of their kids are already receiving. We've only been doing this for for uh, really days, since yeah. Wednesday, yeah, a couple of days. Uh, the the directive that we've given staff uh, is that. You know, they need to gear the instruction so that kids have about 20 to 30 minutes of work per day per content area or per class. So content area for elementary kids, per class for secondary kids. And and then we need to monitor that. You know, the, the overall message I've sent to staff is that we've got to be, you know, kid and family friendly, recognizing that there are some families that have, they may have three or more kids uh, that are receiving assignments at different grade levels. And so for a parent to be engaged in trying to help support that learning, that can be a challenge. So we're, you know, we really need to, to not, you know, we've asked our teachers to not load it on too hard. I, I know that because everybody's different in their tolerance or their understanding of what, you know, what that means, <laughs> how you define that, I, I, th I think we will have some teachers that will just naturally uh, assign more work than others. Hopefully, parents will understand that. But, uh, but overall, uh, we hope that it's moderate and and not not too much. Yeah, you know, as we come into this, you don't know how long that it's going to be. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> and as you have uh, a, a teacher that's, you know, we've had teachers that have been preparing for a couple of weeks, and uh, they want to load all of that information to Canvas. And mm -hmm. as you open that up. And you see all of that work; it's almost uh, overwhelming to overwhelming. a young person, right? Yeah, and so we've asked them just to put enough information on there to keep them going for, 
you know, three days the week um, so that it doesn't look like the elephant that mm -hmm. they have to devour. Um, and then the, that it's just the essentials, uh, just like Rick said, that it's not busy work, that it's the essentials to get us through this time. And uh, as my grandkids were with me the other day, uh, the work that they had was just about adequate. Um, they started at about 8.30 in the morning and were finished about 2 in the afternoon uh, with a little bit of time in for lunch there and were busy most of the time. And so I felt like that, that it was just where we needed to be. Um, that's the biggest question that I'm receiving is how long are we going to, to be in this? And I think that is a million-dollar question no one knows. Don't you have a crystal ball, Dave? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean. Uh... And so we're just trying to prepare week by week. Um, kids will be able to pick up uh, new packets today, and then we'll be receiving next week's curriculum over uh, Canvas and those other um programs, uh, applications. Yeah. So at this point, the only formal messaging we've, that you've given is that, that there's no school for another week, right? And yeah. then more announcements to come. Obviously people can speculate, but there's been no formal announcement about any extension beyond that. In, yeah. uh, in Uinta schools, we, we have, uh, we're, we're planning four weeks out right okay. now, uh, just, just to be proactive. And as, as far as, is like community events, um, those kinds of things. We've we've essentially canceled everything four weeks out. Okay, and on Monday we'll look at the next four weeks. Right. And at this point, we're still canceling those events. Uh, there may come a point in time when we stop canceling four weeks out, mm -hmm. but uh, right now we're you know, I, and and that doesn't mean we're going to be out of school for another four weeks. Um, if I Just did have your planning, yeah, if, correct. If I, if, if I did had to, to place a bet on it right now, I, I don't think we're coming back anytime soon. But uh, we're so we're certainly trying to plan out there uh, a, a ways out. So um, common resources, like is there any message you want to convey about who people should contact for certain questions, counseling numbers, email addresses you want to convey to the public right now that would help address and you know expedite some some conversations or questions. Do you guys have anything you want to add there? We try to keep our website up to date at daily uh, with new information and then as we receive information we're pushing that out to our administrators and to our teachers and our uh, public relations person Lee uh, Merritt, Lee, Lee Nicole. Um, she's pushing that out in multiple venues. We try to communicate with the radio daily um, so that they can get that information. But probably the most up-to-date would be our website and with um, the information that we're receiving. And we are receiving information daily. The state school board meets today, and we'll receive uh, new information from them, I'm sure, this afternoon um, going forward. And like Rick, I feel like that it will be more than just this next week. So yeah. Okay. So, uh, UNA schools, we have uh, a tech hotline, and this is important because we've checked out a lot of Chromebooks to students, and we have a lot of online learning happening. We we suspect that there's going to be some technical issues that'll arise, uh, especially when you have that that number of of devices out there. So our our tech hotline number is four three five seven eight one. 3111. Again, our tech hotline number is 435-781-3111.
please, if you have any issues, contact that number before you contact the school. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, having said that, for other issues, we uh, just like Duchesne County, we have a, a secretary that will be in the schools during business office uh, during office hours. Uh, we we also have uh, a principal or a designee in each building during those those hours. So we are taking calls. If you have an issue, please contact the school that your child goes to, and we'll be able to help you. That's great. Um, yeah, I think I'd just mention again. It's it's been interlaced from this conversation, but from Stratus' perspective, we want to do everything we can to support what you guys are doing. Um, so the free internet offer will remain in place. Um, for as far as I can see the foreseeable future for those who have not had internet service and are a new customer and have a student or a faculty educator in their home. Um, as Mr. Brotherson mentioned, we, we are also offering a, a free speed upgrade to all of our existing subscribers. What, that basically means whatever speed is available at your location uh, above and beyond what you're currently subscribing to, we're giving that for free to, to any subscriber that calls and requests it for 90 days. And, and so that doesn't terminate on June 15th. That obviously will terminate whenever the customer calls 90 days post that call. So um, once again, really important when you're doing Zoom calls and, and Microsoft Teams meetings and, and using more bandwidth than, than you have been in the past. We're watching that aggregated bandwidth volume very closely as well. It's been interesting to see that the aggregate um, during the daytime hours, which is typically off-peak for an ISP, if you think about it, that's when everybody's working in at school. But it's 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 increasing fifty to sixty percent, you know, right now, and uh, still very manageable, still within our uh, capacity limitations, and and uh, our typical peak hours are still significantly higher than that. So we're watching that very closely, and uh, the Federal Communications Commission is actually right as this was being announced on Friday, they started working on a, a pledge that they were asking carriers all across the country to commit to. Strata has committed to that pledge and uh, customers can see the details of what that is um, if they visit our website. But basically, it, it's it's Strata's pledge that we will not terminate anyone's service during this period and that we will not apply late fees for those that, that are, are unable to make payments and um, and that we will open up several community Wi-Fi hotspot locations, which we've done, and and we'll continue to add more locations on top of that for those that just don't have good connectivity or any connectivity at all at home. So hopefully those things are really assisting and supporting. Um, I think you guys have both mentioned the Chromebooks a couple of times. Is there enough devices available for those that need them? It sounds like there was almost a one-to-one -one ratio in, in, in maybe some of the districts, if not both, uh, maybe speak to that quickly. Have there been enough devices to go around? We do. We've had enough <coughs> devices. We've been one-to-one. -one. Uh, they haven't had their individual device, but they've had enough at each school that they could check a device out, and all of those are open. They can go to the school and check out uh, a Chromebook. I just want to mention there that our Chromebooks are filtered through the state filter, and uh, parents need to still watch their kids and be, be careful and, and make sure that they're in appropriate places and where they should be. But they are filtered uh, through UN uh, filtering. And so if there's any problems there, uh, we will be contacting them. Uh, one other thing that you need to bring up, and we have your application. Obviously, you don't want everyone coming to your office to mm -hmm. 
to apply for that. So each one of our schools has Strata's um, application for that internet service. Um, we have it posted online as well, and I'm sure that they would be able to find that on your website as well. Absolutely, yeah. We've promoted it to the public. We're making it generally available and, and encouraging those who, who need that offer to come in and get it. So, Tyler, yeah. um, so likewise, uh, you and the schools, we, we are in a situation where, um, you know, we've got Chromebooks out there for everybody. We, we've even got enough that we have some teachers that, that maybe have also had to have technology at home. So we've been able to check those out to a few of our staff members. Um, and uh, ours are also being ran through through the, the state network. So there is a level of, of protection there, but we really want to encourage parents to be monitoring. Kids are pretty, they're pretty crafty and smart when it comes to technology, and they seem to find ways around uh, even the very best uh, filters. And so please, parents, you know, I urge you to, to you know, be, be supervising, be watching, uh, make sure your kids are in, in a place in the home where, where there can be some supervision uh, that will protect them. So yeah, absolutely. It's a good reminder. Don't give the kids any ideas, right? Hopefully they're not going <laughs> to listen. But it is true. Kids are yeah. very crafty. Yeah. And yeah. in a lot of ways, a lot smarter than their parents are when it comes to technology. Well, let's wrap up this conversation. Anything any, anything else you guys want to add before we wrap it up? Yeah, you know, I just wanted to also let our um, our constituents and our, our, our students know uh, there's a lot of information on our website. Uh, we, as a, as a team, we've been working to get uh, press releases and releases out to, you know, parents and staff uh, every day. We've, we've, we've updated our, our information every day since this crisis started. So, uh, please take a look at that. You can find it on our website and also on our, our district Facebook page. That'd be great. And I I hope neither of you are opposed to coming back on. If we get a bunch of questions, we are happy to do another discussion in a couple of days. As you've mentioned, this situation is very fluid, very dynamic, changing sometimes hour by hour. So um, if if folks have questions, we'd invite them to, to um, send us those questions. They can comment on uh, the podcast as it's posted and comment in the post or send us an email at podcast at stratanetworks.com. And once again, if there are specific questions, we can route those to these two gentlemen and or do another short podcast if we need to in the near future. So really appreciate you two for taking the time to be here with us and for your efforts for our kids. I know it's a it's a tremendous uh, time and unprecedented, even in a situation where you've been on the job for a couple of decades you've probably never seen anything like this either one of you i know i haven't from stratus perspective so well the partnerships that we have with you in a school district and with strata and with our communities have made us stronger and just appreciate all the support and patience as we go through this yeah absolutely us as well from stratus perspective we've really appreciated the patience of customers as they've tried to work through really high volumes we've we've had to do what others have had to do and limit no more than 10 customers in the store at one time. And um, people have been very good, very patient and cooperative, which is very much appreciated. So. That's great. You know, as Americans, we just rise up in tough times. And I know that that's what's happening here in our communities. I appreciate that. I just urge everyone to stay positive and, and stay positive with your kids uh, and, and continue to, to do what we need to do to, to overcome this. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've had the opportunity of reintroducing my kids to farm chores. So that's, that's been great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure uh, all parents are reintroducing their kids to some new chores, which is great. Yeah. Once again, gentlemen, thank you for being here. Um, 
it's been a good discussion and, and uh, we'd be happy to do another one if the need arises over the next few days. So thank you. We want to thank our listeners for tuning in. And once again, if you have a question or further comments, please drop us an email or comment. And uh, we really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks again for listening to the Strata Networks podcast.